You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are, this in order, Sam Claiborne. Everybody, what's up? Justin Davis. Scoop. And Nick Lamone joins us today. Welcome back to the show, Nick. I'm back, baby. Yeah. Um, better than ever. And we've got a great show for you th- this week. We're going to talk about the uh, Red Dead Redemption debacle that's been happening with the <laughs> conversion that's coming to PS4 and Switch. And we'll flip through the August 1994 issue of GamePro. So oh, I'm very excited about because there's some fun stuff in there. But Ooh. first, Sam, last week you missed our 90s week episode. And we did oh, man. Year, we did the Gamer of the Year Watch 90s edition. And picked you went year by game. year? Is that what you did? We did. We did. Oh, that's so cool. I know. It would have been so great to have you there. But I thought maybe you could weigh in on some of the, some of the controversy that's come oh, no. out of this episode. So, well, but, wait, Hold on. Did they win 20 questions? They did win 20 questions. Okay, then I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ready. It was a 90s I'm ready. game. Okay. <laughs> uh, in 1991, we, we picked Super Mario World as the best game of the year. But a lot of uh, everyone out there in Scoop Nation thought that Street Fighter 2, which came out that year, was a more mm-hmm. monumental game. Yeah. We gave, it, we gave Street Fighter 2 a lot of due. We did. We did. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the game, well, Street Fighter 2 in the arcade was an amazing, an amazing event. But Super Mario World. I would I could play that game forever. Desert Island game. <clears throat> yeah, same. And then we talked about a lot about Ocarina of Time and how there was a there was a time when it was sort of just taken for granted that that was the best game ever made. But mm-hmm. I we kind of all came to the agreement that that time is probably past and there are better Zelda games now. Do you, do you agree that or do you think that Ocarina of Time still the best game ever made? 
I think it's completely crazy that it's been surpassed by, you know, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I think that's really amazing. Um, but I think there's something to be said for, like, it being maybe the best, you know, RPG or action game or whatever of this, like, kind of really janky, you know, <laughs> 3D era. It just, it, yeah. it's a, it's, it's fun to play still. It's beautiful and it's really interesting and it's still kind of amazing that it came out. We're watching an HD version of it that looks a lot better than it usually looks. Yeah, this is the 3DS version, and I uh, went to my parents over the weekend and pulled my N64 back and booted up Ocarina of Time to see it on a CRT, Ooh. and it, uh, the 3DS version does a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, I haven't played it since it was originally released. I'll have to, maybe, oh, I've got really? a long oh, flight. Wow. I've got a long flight to Germany coming up. I think it's really fun to revisit, and then the things that are hidden in it are hidden in a really interesting way that I don't think Zelda will ever get back to. Like in Breath of the Wild, once you figure out one thing, you do it a hundred more times. And I'm not saying that's not more that's not satisfying. It's really cool, but I think this this Zelda changes it up a lot. Now I'm saying that not having played a lot of Zeldas before it at the time, so I was like, "Wow, what the hell is a Dodongo?" And then it's like, "This is in every <laughs> Zelda game." You know, it's like, "Whoa, you can go back in time." It's like, "Well, you could do that in the previous game." It's like, "But you use a you use a little flute." You're like, yeah, even that was in the other game. So <laughs> I didn't really, you know, like have that context. I did play Link to the Past when it came out, but I didn't play it to completion. Nor did I make all those connections for whatever reason as an mm-hmm. idiot teenager. So this game felt like super original to me. We ended up giving 1998, we allowed a tie between Metal Gear Solid and Half-Life. Wow. That's, that's, that's a crazy year. Yeah. So compromise, huh? Is that what we do here? <laughs> John, John was I'm very teasing. worked up about the ties, and Damon and I kept insisting that it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, we it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> I, I personally well, would pick Ocarina over those games. I, I think yeah. it was more important in the long run and, and, and more interesting. But now, yeah, it's not as fun as another Zelda game now. But I wouldn't I wouldn't wish Metal Gear one of my worst enemy. I mean, nobody wants to play that. And Half <laughs> Half Life looks like garbage now when you see that game. It looks like it looks like Duke Nukem. You know, like who wants to play that? Half Life two is still pretty amazing though. I would, I would I would still play the original Half Life. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Moving on to news of the week. Red Dead Redemption. People have been wanting to uh, get a a remake, but um, barring that, at least a remaster of this game for a long time. And there yep. are rumors about that happening. And then when Rockstar made the official announcement, nope, this is a it's a it's a port of the it's the 13 year old 360 PS3 game coming to PS4 and Switch for fifty dollars. Uh, it's coming out this Eesh. month, August seventeenth. <clears throat> Not coming to Xbox, uh, probably because you can already play it on Xbox via backwards compatibility. But not coming to PC is also. Uh, Annoying to a lot of people because the original never came to PC. Yeah, um, I think it was really expected for many years to come to yeah, PC. Like, like just, this year is going to be the year we're getting Red Dead, and the people just kind of forgot eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rockstar did not announce 60 frames per second support for the support, which leads people to believe it'll be running at the original games 30 frames per second. But you can play it in 60 frames per second in 4K on uh, 360 because that's just what the Series X does. It'll just play old games in the best way possible. And it's only $30 if you buy it on the Xbox store right now. Granted, it doesn't come with Red with Undead Nightmare, which this does. Yeah. You know, that's nice. But um, yeah, I don't know. Is anybody like excited enough to revisit the just straight up the original Red Dead Redemption for $50? Yeah. 
No, the price is crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, the price, it's completely insane. The price is it's commercially, commercially appropriate. accurate. <laughs> what a what a what a quote of like what that's a Take Two CEO, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the price is commercially accurate. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what you, you, so, that just means you can price anything at whatever you want and say it's commercially accurate. This is this is happening on the financial earnings call, and uh, IGN reporter Rebecca Valentine actually asked the question, and he oh, I didn't, I missed that. Yeah, and that's he, great. He gave her job, that Rebecca. answer. But so I wonder, what I wonder is in a in a financial earnings call when you have to answer questions of your investors and the press, is he just like scrambling to think up something, or is he has he ever used the term commercially accurate before, or did that just <laughs> come to his corporate? Uh, bullshit jargon mind right on the spot (laughs) and so now i'm wondering this means one of two things one it either means like it's a slight misspeak and he's trying to say it's priced appropriately like it's commercially appropriate or (laughs) it's just like yes the price is 50 dollars. maybe that's all he's saying like it's commercially accurate that is accurate (laughs) that's what the price is um i i I completely miss it it was rebecca that asked that good for her um no i mean look it should be 20 bucks it should be 30 bucks Yep. Like it's completely crazy that it's 50 and completely inappropriate. And, and you know what? Downright rude. <laughs> it's, it's rude. Sam, you like the original, right? Oh, I love it so much. And under nightmare, nightmare. I haven't played them since they came out, but, um, I, 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 my, the, I think, you know, the price is one thing. Another very weird thing about this is just to see it being released for PS4. Like think a few games right yeah. now, or at least for PS4, yeah. like they're not even getting back ported anymore. We just have, we just had conversations about this, how it's like, hey, it's finally the PS5 era. So, like, the the kind of, like, um, the hidden message there is they're like, don't get too excited about PS5 because we didn't make a PS5 port. We just have a game that you can play on your PS5, but it looks more <laughs> like a PS4 game. Like, it's so weird. Like, it'd be so easy just to slap a PS5 logo on this game, and they would probably get away with it. I just think it's, I just think it's so strange. PS4 and Switch whatever well it feels like like this is just totally me guessing but it probably started as a switch thing right like let's put red dead on the switch and then someone was like well as long as we're here like <laughs> we, like yeah. we might we might as well put it out on ps4 too and then something blocked ps4 <laughs> and just maybe the backwards compatibility rules blocked that from happening for the xbox because you can just put in a 360 disc right yeah that's mm-hmm. there's, it's just there's no reason to do it for xbox i, yeah. I mean I mean, I they could the get somebody thing, to pay 50 bucks digitally, maybe. <laughs> Cynically. The, the one thing about the PS4 getting a port is I'm assuming it's a port of the 360 version of the game, which, you know, back then when it released on Xbox 360 and PS3, the PS3 version was clearly the inferior version quality wise. It just had a lot of um, like artifacting and just looked kind of fuzzy overall. So if we are getting the 360 version, cool. But at the same time, it's like, you know, when I hear commercially accurate, not only do I think it's not priced properly, but it's also, yeah, we didn't do anything. It's just it's just the same game, you know, I love, which I guess kind of makes sense if I'm trying to figure out how I can justify it from like a game preservation standpoint. But as we've already pointed out, the fact that you can play this at a higher frame rate and resolution on Series X, it's like, come on, what is you doing? So they did uh, they did L.A. Noir for Switch last year, right? Mm hmm. Oh. Or or maybe just for that. So there's definitely is this the like, same porting team. I I don't know, but like it would be cool if Rockstar like owned that and we're like, hey, we're gonna do a Switch series, and you know, it's called like Rockstar for Switch, and like you know, kind of made something of it because I think it's neat that that uh, these things are getting Switch ports. Maybe they could have waited and put them all out in a collection with their you know uh, ports of 
Grand Theft Auto, which I hear are, are fixed a little bit compared yeah, to when they launched. But like, there's like a Rockstar collection in this for Switch that's right. like could have been built up, which would have been really neat. But instead, we're going to get table tennis next year for yeah. hey, $80. Table tennis. Yeah, table tennis is really good. Um, the, the thing that makes this doubly rude is that like the thing that people want most is Red Dead Redemption 2 on next-gen <laughs> consoles. Like, you know, 4K, 60 FPS, if, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the consoles can pull that off. But, like, because they're not, like, if you're listening and you're not aware, like, they, they only exist in last-gen. Like, PS4, Xbox One, like, Red Dead never came natively to PS5. And, and not PC. So, by that, you know, because it didn't come to PC, it never looked, it's never gotten these, like, over, you know, coats of new pixels and, and mods and stuff like that to make it look amazing, right? Weird. The first, the second one did come to PC, but not the yeah. first. Yeah, right. Correct. So and so, you know, there's this clamor of like, we want Red Dead Two on next gen consoles, and then Take Two just says, no. You know, what we're going to give you instead <laughs> Red Dead One on old consoles, and it's fifty bucks, and we're not making any changes or updates to it. Yeah, I don't know. I do suspect that. Like, I wonder if the Grand Theft Auto of it all is a thing that's really preventing them from, or stopping them from, even wanting to entertain doing any additional work. Like, again, I'm not a game developer or anything like that. But Red Dead Redemption Two, like historically, has just been absolutely neglected by Rockstar as never receiving any updates for its single player mode, and even its uh, RDR2 online community is kind of starved for content. So it just kind of feels like this critical darling that's been left to hang out in the sun for a bit. And it's like like, well, what are you doing? This is a good game. Yeah. Red Dead 2. I mean, look, it only sold 55 million copies. So <laughs> that's like a, that's like one week in a GTA online bull shark money or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so Strauss Zelnick, the CEO of Take Two, at this financial earnings call, when he was pressed more about the logic behind just making this a conversion instead of a remaster or a remake, he said, quote, it depends on the vision that the creative teams have for a title. And in the absence of having a powerful vision for something that we would do with the title, we might bring it in its original form. So there was an absence of a powerful vision for <laughs> remaking or remastering this beloved game that they could absolutely charge 50, 60 or $70 for. I mean, I, I don't, I don't like, look, I feel like I've made my opinions on this port clear. Um, but I actually don't hate that answer of like, if there was someone at Rockstar take two, that was like deeply personally passionate, like some business sponsor within the company that was like, no, no, no. Like we need to up it. We need to do all this stuff like a champion for it. He's kind of saying like, okay, we would have considered it, but without that, they're just like, well, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do it the lazy bones way. Or that, or that the GTA ports really needed it now i don't i'm not arguing that that went well but like they looked that much older like this game Mm. absolutely looks a generation different from those yeah Yeah, it does for sure what a good video game we've been watching this b-roll i know it's amazing yeah yeah it is also worth pointing out, like Digital Foundry just recently put out just an immaculate like retrospective on the original red dead redemption on 360 ps3 and how you could potentially play it with modern uh, fidelity updates on PC. Uh, but I'll let you watch that video to figure that out. But seeing it brought to 4K up to 120 frames per second in modern day is just like, wow. Like, this is what we could have got. And then this video released, you know, yeah. a month ago. And now it's like, eh, man, this is kind of a letdown now that I watched that video. That's always disappointing when there's fan mods that uh, are unauthorized that, uh, you know, did a better job remastering something than a potential re-release. Yeah. Well, in any case, uh, the PS4 and Switch 
versions of Red Dead Redemption are going to be out next week. And very rare, get those boxed games. Is the PS4 one in a box? I, I think the Switch one is for sure. Mm. You're talking about physical versions? Yeah, physical versions. Oh, I think maybe the physical versions come later. Did I read that correctly? Can you imagine we should all invest they in did a, with... a crate of PS4 copies of Red Dead? Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird. I think it's like a Metroid Prime remaster situation where it was mm. available digitally first and then retail came later. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Why not? And now we turn back the clock to August 1994, and I have the issue of Game Pro here with Mortal Kombat 2. On the cover, so I think uh, when this was hitting stands, it was about a month away from Mortal Tuesday, I think they were calling it. Nice. Mortal Kombat 2, and this is the home version. The arcade version was already out. Yeah. Yeah, this is the time when GamePro was covering Sega, Nintendo, Jaguar, 3DO, CDI, Neo Geo, Duo, which is the Turbo Duo, and then Arcade. Oh, that's cool. I, it's funny. Expected. That's exactly what I was going to point out about this cover, is that like Turbo Duo still made the little mm-hmm. top stripe. <laughs> I mean, even CDI is in there. CDI, yeah. 3DO, <laughs> like what? I mean, what the console when they're the console wars never looked like that since, right? It's never yeah. had that many entries just going yeah, at I it. I mean, and Nintendo alone had you know, there's there's going to be an NES game reviewed in this issue. But you could like wow. if we chose yeah. to like if IGN chose like you know we could be like you know PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, Android, like iPhone, Steam, Epic Game Store. Like you can still do it, but everyone knows which ones matter. Yeah. So yeah, Mortal Kombat 2 is the big cover story. Then they've got uh, Pro Strategy Guide for Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Does anyone know, like what, like was this a third or fourth Street Fighter? No, it's the uh, second, I think. Just the second one? Yeah, Yeah, and and it's it's so much better. 
Yeah, it's the one that for me was like, oh no, this fighting games are cool. Like Street Fighter 2 is great, don't get me wrong. But Turbo made it like a, oh, now this is just the thing that people are going to devote their lives to. Yeah, on the Super this Nintendo, they Super made Street it Fighter like the speed was accurate. Like it was like what it should feel like. Like it was just faster. And this, this is the one that had the four bosses in it. Yeah, gotcha. And it had, um, what, like T Hawk, I think, too, and some other new fighters. I'm, not sure. I'm a little bit. Yeah. I'm a little bit weirded out by previews being intercapped. Yeah, I was just I was gonna point out they they intercap oh, previews. Also, or arcade urban, pro urban strategy guide is intercapped yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I'd also right. like the record to state I was two years old when this magazine came out. Cool, Ooh. but you know what I like about you, Nick? You've probably played a lot of the games in this magazine. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we begin with an ad for Double Dragon Five, which is interesting. Oh, so you know, yeah. Double Double Dragon was a brawler, but because of the success of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, Double Dragon 5 is a fighting game. Yep. Oh, I didn't remember that. This yeah. ad goes really hard. This is, really, yeah, this this is, is a really good ad. Yeah, it doesn't show anything of the game. They just have like an actor in a costume coming at you with a big, I don't know, scythe. That, that gave kids back then nightmares for yep. sure. At least one kid out there. You want to know something confusing? So this is Double Dragon 5 in 1994. Double Dragon 4 came out in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good piece of video game trivia <laughs> uh letter from the editor Whoa. which is just a letter from the game pros uh so they're making predictions for what the video game will look like in 1999 five years from when this is published okay okay, okay. So, that's not like that's not like that far like i know and like they make some pretty soft predictions like the electronic em- entertainment industry will be bigger and better than ever <laughs> Okay. The dreams of the 80s will come true in the 90s as the technological limits that have held back hardware and software designers are overcome during the next several years. Say hello to 32-bit, 64-bit, and higher-bit systems with standard features like 3D capability, full-motion video, 16 million colors, graphics, co-processors, voice recognition, and more. Everything but voice recognition, I think. Oh, we had had Odama on the GameCube. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know if that was by... that That wouldn't be by 1999. I do it's remember Pikachu. I do remember Pikachu. CDs being everywhere by 1999, all over my room, right. just like this. Yep. Uh, CD-based systems and online distribution, like the Sega Channel, will win out as the predominant game delivery systems of the near future. But don't expect retailers like Toys R Us and Blockbuster to close their doors. They'll be stronger than ever. Well, that's a little ahead of its time, right? Except <laughs> yeah, it's it's it took a few more years. Yes. It is sad that those two are named explicitly, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. Uh, let's see, what are some of the good ones? Virtual reality will be more of a reality and less of a fantasy. Mm. But they're about That's a swing and a miss. They're about 16 years too early on that one. And expect more multiplayer gaming, especially with the predicted explosion of online services. Mm-hmm. 1999 is probably a few years early for that. And then, although the biggest game players will continue to be teenage guys, we'll see more and more girls and adults enjoying electronic entertainment than ever before. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I didn't think that's true. At least by ni- you know, 1999. We know it's true today. Yep. Um, an ad for Breath of the Wild on Super Nintendo. Breath of Fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Breath of Fire. Um, wow. I this ad. It looks good. I am so confused right now. Oh, my gosh. What is happening right now? What? What happened? Breath of the Wild is a Capcom game. And the fine print says Capcom. This box says Squaresoft. Breath of Fire. Yes. 
And it says it in the bottom left, right to super, the Super Nintendo. Oh, logo yeah. There. Yeah, that's, what is that's happening? weird. That's maybe, a Capcom game. Maybe they published it in the U.S.? Yeah. Maybe. I'm just guessing. I don't I don't really know. It reminds me. But then but then remember when Squaresoft had Electronic Arts publishing their games in the U.S. for okay, a while? The fine like, print does also say Squaresoft. You must be right. Squaresoft must have published Breath of Fire mm-hmm. in the U.S. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. But I, in my mind, it's just been a, a cap. Look at that. But, but even look at the blurb. Breath of Fire, a red hot 12 meg extravaganza yeah, yeah, from yeah. Squaresoft. Squaresoft. Wow. It's explicitly in the ad. Like, so they're really trying to it, play up the Final Fantasy popularity, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Damon's looking it up. I'm now. just like, I feel so crazy right now. What? Developer Capcom, publisher Capcom. Maybe it changed. Or. I mean, I think that, that I'm just guessing. I mean, I'm going to guess it says that they're all over the fine print there. Yeah, they're trying to popularize off the success, you know, the RPG success that Square is experiencing in the US. Yeah, they must have partnered with Squaresoft to do a publishing deal in the United States. I don't I think it was just published by Capcom. I don't know. I feel well, crazy. I Damon, look up the happened. box art and then it will say a Capcom logo or a Squaresoft logo, how it ended up. Yeah, that's how you'll know. There's a placement of the Squaresoft on this is kind of unusual too. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the box I'm seeing has Squaresoft on it. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, this is a mystery to me. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a U.S. publishing deal. Uh, Getting into the mail, um, some people are unhappy with some of the commercials at the time. So Tyler Rose wrote and say Sega's commercials are unfair. Not only do they portray <laughs> Game Boy players as being stupid, but they compare a Game Gear action game like X-Men to a Game Boy puzzle game like Tetris. Of course they look different. Why not a fairer comparison using Kirby or Blades of Steel? Nintendo should fight back. Well, Tyler, why don't you just get a Game Gear and be cool? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you can't afford all those double A's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Then Matt says, I'm sick of commercials that lie to us. Nintendo has an ad where they say that the Super Nintendo comes with four free games and the Genesis comes with none. Then in the commercial, Nintendo shows the Genesis core system. Everybody knows the core system has no games, but you can buy a Genesis that comes with a free game. What's more, the Super Nintendo doesn't really come with free games. You have to send away and wait for them. Wow. The tenor of these ads are exactly what I remember them being. These yep. Did you have to send away for a copy of Super Mario All Stars? Wasn't that bundled though with the Super Nintendo? I know Super Mario World was. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. He's probably referencing. There's probably some ad that's like, like a, a Super Nintendo yeah. with four mm-hmm. games. Yeah, but then you have to <laughs> send in your UPC. Now I want to call it this ad. <laughs> this is uh, for like a. This is Pilot Pins. Pilot Pins still exist today. And they were having a, a promotion where you buy two Pilot Pin packs and you can get a free CD or cassette. Cool. And it's called this. It's called High Volume Hits. Pilot Pen Company presents high volume hits music you want to have, <laughs> including <laughs> bands like Bizarre Inc., The Connells, Cult, Culture Beat, Expose, His Boy Elroy, Inclined, Crisscross, October Project, Rosala, and Zane. I've heard of three of those groups. I've heard of one. I only got Crisscross. Yeah, the Connells are just like an alt rock, like a, a the, the the poor the poor man's um, toad wet sprocket, maybe. Um. But so, you know, sent off for the CD, which the, the cover art is amazing, by the way. But in the mm. bottom right corner of both the CD and the cassette, is it, isn't that like the breast cancer awareness pink ribbon? Yeah, or AIDS ribbon. But that isn't mentioned anywhere else here. So like, what? why is that there? I don't know. Mm. 
I don't know. But those pilot pen packs look amazing. Yeah. Great. It's colors. also bold of them. It's bold of them to put volume one on the CD. <laughs> <laughs> they have big plans. Uh, unfortunately, this offer expired on March 31st, 1995. Oh, I'm going to look on eBay. I'm going to see if volume one <laughs> of music you want to have. <laughs> music you want to have. Uh, Josh wrote in to say, most of the music in games is so boring. Why can't they just take a famous band's album and put it in the game? <laughs> well, <laughs> nobody ever thought of that. <laughs> uh, Mike's at asks, is Nintendo working on a new color handheld system? And Game Pro says, there's nothing in the works, according to Peter Main, VP of Marketing for Nintendo. This is 94. The uh, Game Boy Color came out in 98, I want to say. That sounds right to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, important update. You can get music you want to have, volume one, high volume hits for $7.99. What, like from Amazon or something? Yeah, eBay. eBay well, okay. how, how much would two pen packs be worth now? Uh, and then dr devin wrote and asked why don't you list ratings for games you preview like why don't they score the games they preview Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. should be obvious should be obvious uh here's an ad (laughs) i mean (laughs) that's great it's an ad of a school lunch and it says the only thing you have to lose playing stunt race fx oh get it right yeah it's a it's a it's a pro vomit ad yep 90s was great. <laughs> There's a lot of those in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Hot at the Har- Arcades in August 94 was Daytona USA and Alien vs. Predator from Capcom. Nice. They gave, that, they gave that a perfect score. All crazy faces with yeah. the red background. I'm so glad that game's so good. It is good. It's like yeah. such an underrated brawler. I've never played that. It looks great. You can play Incredible sprites. Aliens, Aliens, the Predator, or Mer- or the Marines. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. I remember right, correctly, a Marine, mm-hmm. and then it's you know it's a two D beat 'em up, and it's just like it's immaculate. Like it's Is perfect. It Konami, no Capcom. Uh, Capcom. Capcom. Oh yeah, I see it there. Capcom. That, those screenshots of Daytona sprites. make it look amazing. By the way. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played that one. Uh, but Sam, oh, the uh, I played it. It's great. The Alien versus Predator. <laughs> the review is written by Lawrence of Arcadia. I don't, know, I don't know if you're close. With Never met Lawrence Larry. <laughs> um, uh, the yeah. D- Daytona. Um, at one point, you could link up Daytona games. Like they would have like six of them or eight of them in arcades. That's that's the one. Remember that the big bank of cool. racing machines. Super cool. Hmm. Uh, there's a big preview of Mortal Kombat two. Uh, first and best is the big news. The Super Nintendo and Genesis versions will have an equal level of violence. Everyone was excited about that. <laughs> Mortal Tuesday approacheth. And then what does John think? It says John Tobias co-designed Midway's Mortal Kombat 2 arcade game. While he and partner Ed Boon didn't handle the home conversions themselves, they had input into the work done by Sculptured and Probe. Here's John's take on the game. Believe it or not, they asked, hey, John, how's the game play? It's excellent. The general feel of the game <laughs> is incredibly similar to the arcade version. Nice. Well, there you have it. Then they have you a whole possibly. <laughs> um, well, oh, why did they mention Super Smash? So it says, uh, G- Gaypro asked, so is it close enough to the coin op to satisfy players? And John said, it's an excellent translation. I would go so far as to say that the Super NES version is one of the best arcade to home conversions I've ever seen. It's online with the Super Smash TV and Street Fighter 2 conversions. Mm. Wow. Mm. Then they have a whole sidebar for fatalities on Super Nintendo. It's, it's interesting. confirmed. Oh, yeah. It's just it's interesting that it says it's based on 3.1, so what you play at home will be exactly what you play in the arcade. So 
That's referencing, you know, the actual ROM updates they would have in the arcade, uh, which, okay. like, I don't know a whole lot about Mortal Kombat's issue of those, but, like, they, they, I remember, like, people being like, whoa, I didn't know that, you know, that thing was in the game. And I think, I'm pretty sure they added Easter eggs that way. So, you know, like, that Mortal Kombat 2 especially had Easter eggs in it. I mean, the first one did too, but, you know, like, all the smoke and toasty and all that stuff were, like, Easter eggs in Mortal Kombat. And some of the ROMs didn't have them. So I think that made, like, kind of a magical arcade experience right because you didn't know which version you were playing even though they're meant to bu- fix bugs they also added stuff and so it's interesting to see that like they had a modern the probably the most modern port of it they like you know synced up with the, the snes port it's neat. in the uh, sidebar on fatalities it says it's official and confirmed nintendo has reverse course Mortal Kombat 2 for the Super Nintendo will have the same level of violence as its, gen- as its Genesis <laughs> counterpart. While Acclaim anticipates Sega's MA-17 rating on the Genesis version, the Super Nintendo version will bear the following warning on the box. May not be appropriate for players under 17 years of age, parental discretion advised. No formal rating will appear on the box because the industry-wide rating system is not expected to be in effect uh-huh. until November 94 at the earliest. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that just, would be the ESRB. dodged it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty surprised that Nintendo relented and then never never gave another look again to you know being anti-violence. But like you know it it was really strange when World Combat Two came out and was like it looked amazing on Super Nintendo Two as full blood. That was not expected at the time. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I mean they like they were getting you know pretty pounded by Sega and the Genesis in those days. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got screenshots comparing the coin up to the Genesis version. And then to my eyes, the Genesis version just looks a little bit blurrier, but it looks really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, same for the Super Nintendo and even on the Game Gear version, which is um, the, the top half of the screen. I think the Game Gear version looks surprisingly good. It was very, the, it's awesome. was, the first one I, the had, I had, and it was really impressive. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. And it, the Game, Game Boy, Boy version not so had, much. That's well, really bad. <laughs> it has its own unique charms, I think. Yeah, it but if it... If you play it, though, it, it's it's yeah, it, that's really funny. That they should, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not it's not smooth. Like it's it's yeah. very choppy and crappy, and uh, like surprisingly so. Like the Game Boy could not pull this off. Yeah. Um, here's an ad for the Video Jukebox VJ, a network this, yeah. multi cartridge dock. So like you can insert up to six carts into it, and then swap between them without having to swap swap, swap the carts. What's not clear to me though is it like is it like quick resume today? Like, can you just instantly switch between cards and it so. keeps I, the other ones on? No, I don't think so. I think it just has it's got to be like a play choice ten type scenario, right? Where there's like a right. menu that you kind of navigate. Yeah, oh, it, there's some dirty stuff in this copy, but it says you can attach more than one VJ together yep. to build twelve, eighteen, up to thirty six carts. So. Well, I, I guess the that, idea is that, yeah. you know, you don't, it just says you don't have to pull them out over and over again, which is really funny. Yeah. I think it actually ended up coming out. Oh, actually, no, Try- I did look this up. This did not end up coming out. So they were like, Ooh. yeah, they had, they had ads, they had a price, but then it, it, it never actually ended up being released. It says, Try even your mom will bark price. for one convincing yeah, I don't her. Know what that means <laughs> convincing her and the old man should be easy. <laughs> oh yes yeah rack and stack jack wow <laughs> um okay the cutting edge taking you into the technology of tomorrow sega staged a special gamers day to unveil its hot new 32x <clears throat> genesis upgrade along with its game lineup to the end of 94 here's the report so it talks about how they're just they're just about to release the saturn in japan 
But this year, they're going to release the 32X in America, which is part of the whole problem. Yeah, it was the beginning of the end. Yeah. It just got to be so confusing. I think the the Sega, Sam, do you remember the Sega CD came first? It did. Then yeah, it and then the 32X. 32X. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I had them all stacked together. The uh, yep. the uh, the person that they assigned to a Polaroid screenshot duty to this convention was just a total idiot. <laughs> These are awful. Awful. Look at yeah. that. Look at that <laughs> picture. of. First of all, Star Wars Arcade for 32X is really fun, and it's really pretty, and it's it's super strange. They like, you know, it's not really like the arcade game, they, but they filled in the polygons. It looks really cool. But look at that f- image of just like yellow with like a tiny blurry <laughs> X-wing in the middle of it. Like, what are you even gathering from this? Well, and, and the echo of the dolphin shot is just like, it's like it a just crop. says fin. Yeah. It just says fin. <laughs> what is happening? And I don't know what the hell is happening in that photo where it says Sega hopes 32X open your eyes as suit two like super deformed children in it. <laughs> So I don't weird. know. I don't know what game that is. Uh, okay, Sega has a ton of games coming out this fall. Some of them look spectacular. Here's a rundown of the lineup we viewed during a recent visit to Sega. It's Sonic and Knuckles, Echo of the Ties of Time, Taz and Escape from Mars, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, and Dynamite Heady from Treasure. Dynamite Heady. Wow. So good. Pretty good uh, games. Yep. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, like three versions for Genesis Game Gear and Sega CD. Jurassic Park Rampage Edition. Desert Demolition starring Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Why, why was like Looney Tunes so big during this time? Yeah, I've uh, never played that Rampage edition. I'm very curious about it now. What is Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble? Is that was that actually it's a game, game Gear game, game Gear game? Okay, and they also have Shining Force on the Game Gear. Wait, can you go back? Yep. I've never heard of Knack the Weasel. Is that was that from Desert it says, Demolition? It says no. It says Sonic and Tails. Okay. Uh, return with uh, a jet skateboard, Knuckles, and a new character, Knack the Weasel. <laughs> we need Sonic lore on Knack the Weasel stat. Right. Yeah. Dude, you, the Sonic fans are going to come after us now. What do you mean you don't know Knack? Uh, <laughs> and then they have this Sega CD game called Wirehead, which I had never heard of before. Apparently it was one of the last Sega CD games to be released. And it's like, it's... Um, Dragon's Lair with full motion video mm-hmm. where like the guy's like skateboarding. It comes to an intersection and you just press the arrow of the direction you want him to go. I love it. I, I have such a soft spot for these Sega CD box art. So especially like just seeing these, I just remember seeing them all. And most of the games are just, just awful. And uh, I wish I had a full Sega CD collection. I love that system. Yeah, I have a few. I have Eternal Champions. Um, I do have Sewer Shark. Hell yeah. The jewel cases are notorious for um like none of mine are intact. Yeah. And, and you, so you can buy like case. patches of those. Yeah. Like Wario sixty four tweets them out sometimes. You can get like replacement Sega CD and Dreamcast cases. Yep. There's this weird. I don't know where they're coming from, but they come and go like twice a year. They like they find find in air quotes some like missing cache of empty Sega CD cases that you can buy replacements for yourself. Yeah. I mean, if I had a bunch of time and and you don't even need a lot of money, I'd love to build out this collection. It's just, it'd be really cool. You know what? Also like these CDs are deteriorating. Like I've gotten CD games and CD music CDs that like nobody like treated them wrong or anything, but like the foil and the plastic is deteriorating. So it's like, Mm. it's, it's, you know, it's really special to have the box. Now you can just burn the CDs luckily, but you know, game preservation, quote unquote wise, it's like for real here, like CDs are not holding up. Don't collect CDs y'all. 
this era of Sega specifically, I, I really just don't have any like memory of since I grew up in a Nintendo household. So I got to hit you guys up one of these days for a list of recommendations of things to check out for a quick uh, Cliff Notes mm-hmm. version. No, none of none of these games are any good. Like, you know, 12, 12 <laughs> year old Justin. head, he's like, good. That oh, yeah, one I have okay. played. Like, I meant like the Sega CD. <laughs> like I tried to convince myself that the Sega CD games were good and they were not. Sonic Sonic CD is very good. It's the only good <laughs> Sonic game. There's there's good and there's yeah there's definitely good Genesis games if if you want to dive into that right. catalog. Yeah, it's for sure. Oh yeah yeah. Well, they have Eternal Champions here, which is a fighting game that I need to check out because the bottom screenshot there it looks like they have a fatality system, and oh, someone has been yeah, crushed too. by a big like Godzilla foot, and there's a smear of blood everywhere. I gotta check this <laughs> out. Have you never seen like the the Eternal Champions uh, fatalities are so good? Like I think that they're much more creative and insane than um, than Mortal Kombat. Oh, I'll like, check it out. It, it's obviously like you know a Mortal Kombat clone, but they just they take the fatalities up to eleven, and they're so they're they're exactly what you like, Damon. Where they're like funny, but also like so over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that they it's, had fatalities in Eternal Champions. I, I've never played yeah, it, but like I, I, I know it was ubiquitous when I was. This is my memory. I mean, I haven't seen that game since I was an adult, but my memory as a kid is I think all of them or most of them are like stage based. Like you knock someone off a stage and then something crazy happens. Like, you know, they get torn apart by a train. <laughs> like, you know, they call them sudden deaths, vendettas and cine kills as in mm-hmm. cinema. Oh, that's a great. Wow. That's a good name. Yeah. I played so much Eternal Champions as a kid and then it and then but then I haven't seen it in like 25 years and so like I'm going to get this crazy nostalgia and, and it's not an arcade game. Of, it's just a yeah. console game. So I bet the Sega CD version was kind of like the best version. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get all kinds of weird spine tinglies when I listen to the Eternal Champions soundtrack <laughs> now. Oh my god. And then they said there are three no-shows at Sega's presentation so these are three no shows with possibility fahrenheit for sega cd surgical strike for sega cd and then a genesis game called baby boom where it says it's new year's 1999 you've pulled babysitting duty no pity though because you're getting paid a million bucks only problem is that this <laughs> one player puzzler is that the babies hundreds of them are running amok and you have to keep uh, them out of trouble it's like it's a lemmings like did that come out yes it did not come out no. okay it sounds like it sounds like choo choo rocket yeah <laughs> kind of did you ever play the Krusty's Funhouse uh, uh, kind of Lemmings knockoff? It's kind of like that. It's pretty fun. No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. There's an ad for Mortal Kombat trading cards. Prepare yourself. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, in the review section, they review Super Street Fighter 2 on Sega Genesis. They liked it a lot. Gave it fours and a five. Well, it says if you own Special Champion Edition, Super is not a must buy. Rent it mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. It says if you don't mind the speed and you like the new characters, then get it. So some people weren't crazy about the speed, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you, it's adjustable. Hmm. Why does it say the, why are the street? Uh, can you play as the streets of rage characters? Why is that? Uh, this is the there. now this is the next review. Oh, you skipped ahead. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? The review streets of rage three gave it all fours. Great game. Not quite as good as two. But great. Yeah. Two, two. Yeah. Two's the one. Outrunners. I guess it was a new outrun game. There's mm. Looks like lot, I'm screen learning screen. there's a lot more OutRun games than I was aware of. I didn't know they made OutRun like a sequel, yeah. a 90s sequel. Yeah. Threes and fours for that one. But they didn't like Kingdom of the Monsters 2. What are they, those games? Are those fighting they're games? They're like monster kind of? fighting games in like an yeah. isometric 3D or, you know, not 3D, isometric it, like city. It looks really like behind its time in those graphics. Oh. Gimpy graphics, it says at the bottom there. 
Okay. Now, looking for a game with some teeth. Can anyone name these oh. teeth? Is that Arrow the Acrobat? It is Arrow, it the, is Arrow Acrobat. the Acrobat. Wow. <laughs> Bite me. And then wow. it says, guard your nuts. Zero's coming. <laughs> you know, we always talk about these, the, the kind of extreme aesthetic of the 90s, but it really is 1994. Like, this is the eye of, of the hurricane. Yeah. You know? yep. <laughs> Real mature video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a review of Double Dragon 5, which they liked. They gave it all fours. Too much Street Fighter can make Wait, a jacket. So, Damon, oh can you clarify? Did they actually skip four at the time? I mean, yes. So, and then, so four was Battletoads and Double Dragon, then, is basically what Maybe that's what they here. were thinking, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe five it, is the it one just after. wasn't numbered. And then, you know, years later, the rights to Double Dragon went to, uh, I forget, it's one of like the smaller kind of like indie boutique publishers today. So in 2017, they made a, uh, it's like, a, it's, it looks, yeah. the Devil Dragon 4 looks like it could be an NES. Yeah, game. yeah, I remember when that came out. I just, I never put it together that there, there was a five. I just, was, that's yeah. really funny. And it's a fighting game. Yeah, it looks terrible. Uh, they didn't like Arrow Fighters on Super Nintendo, but they, mm-hmm. maybe it was a bad port, but the arcade version is great. Yeah. They previewed Samurai Showdown. And they said the 25% fr- preview version we saw only had three characters working. Not only that, the scaling from the arcade, which zooms the screen in when the characters get close, was not operational. Yeah, we've talked about this on Scoop before, but like I, I as a kid, I was always really fascinated reading these old magazines where it'd be like, you know, percent complete. And it was like the game's 60% done. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I, I always latched onto that. Like, what would that mean today? <laughs> Like for a game like Skull and Bones, like what percent complete is Skull and Bones now? Well, but also like back then, like magazine lead times, like, you know, it's just the way it had to work. It's like this, mag, you know, they saw the game like four months before the magazine hit store shelves at least. Right. So like they have to, you know, they have to see the game in, in deep, you know, deep in progress. Yeah. I, I think that that's game, I've never played Samurai Showdown, uh, even even the Neo Geo version. But that's interesting that that was a feature of it that like the the screen would zoom in to the fighters yeah. really close when they got close. Like that's that's a neat scaling thing that I I don't think the Super Nintendo could have pulled that off, or at least not well. It looks very cool in the arcade. Yeah, an ad for the 3DO. Apparently, one out of ten people is a blithering idiot. The other nine chose wow. the 3DO system over other home gaming systems at the 3DO <laughs> challenge. We invited visitors at a 3DO promotional display to check out a side-by-side comparison with other home gaming systems. Nine out of ten people who completed the challenge chose the 3DO system. The other one probably still likes disco music, too. Oh. <laughs> they were asked about stuff like graphics, sound quality, and bitchiness of play. <laughs> Yikes. But hey, you're a 90s guy. You're a 90s guy. You don't believe everything you read. Fine. Good. Come on. See for yourself then. Take the 3DO challenge. Unless, of course, you're too busy watching Disco Fever reruns. Whoa. So is there an opposing page with pictures of the games at all? Because this is the problem with the 3DO, right? Nope. 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 They're just not (laughs) showing what the actual thing is. And and you got to wonder what they put in front of people. It must be really funny if they ever actually did that. I'm going to start using bitchiness of play as my yeah. primary metric when I uh, judge a game's quality. And here's that NES game. It's the Jungle, jungle Book. Jungle Book. A 1994 NES game. Yeah. yeah. Which they seem to think was just okay. Who was making the I think this was Disney Virgin. games at, at that time? Maybe Virgin, yeah. It says by Virgin, yeah. <clears throat> 
Okay, so an ad for uh, Natsume Championship Wrestling. I just love the copy here. This is for Super Nintendo. The copy says, Natsume Championship Wrestling is definitely the most incredibly exciting game ever developed. It will blow you away. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Best wrestling game? Best fighting game? No. <laughs> just the most exciting game ever. Definitely. It definitely Look. is. I don't, I don't know anything about wrestling, but some of these wrestling moves are amazing. We got uh, reverse shrimp hold. We got, we got, we got power bomb. We got jumping knee pat. That just sounds nice. You know? yeah. uh, I like kitchen, kitchen sink. Kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my God. I just love that copy so much. Uh, a pro review of Jurassic Park Interactive on 3DO. Okay, so here's another version of a Jurassic Park game. This is not the Sega CD one, which is also a lot of like standing around and looking at, you know, photo re- photo reel scans of digital scenes. This yeah. is just completely different. It's huh. something where you're like in a control room and you're opening up gates on the island in order to like let, you know, people through and keep the dinosaurs from getting to them, which is not a bad idea. Well, it's the night trap. Yeah, it looks idea, like you're right? playing as Nedry. Yeah, where right, you are like just in- controlling security. <clears throat> An in-universe game where you're like controlling computer systems. Wait, go back. It's smart. One thing, it says that you also get to ha- go through Dennis Nedry's computer system. Uh, to leap that hurdle, you have to play through a gallery of classic arcade games, all with a dinosaur twist. Galaga, Space Invaders, Breakout, and Asteroids are all represented here. So they force you to play mini-game versions of arcade games on Nedry's computer to advance. I got to see that. That yeah, is so I know, cool. I was that's, just going to say. That sounds great. So their With, version of Asteroids. And they're Asteroids dinosaur called, themed. Yeah, their version of Asteroids is Rap Attack. Uh, Galaga is Dactyl Scream. And then, what's the other one? It doesn't say. It's called Triceratops. Stomp. Yeah. Looks cool. great. And then they said that the best part about the game is that in the credits, uh, the developers' digitized photos will turn into dinosaur faces. And they said it's a sad indication <laughs> when the designer's credits are the most exciting part of the game. <laughs> oh no. That is exciting. I the I watched the um uh the documentary about Industrial Light and Magic, which I think is just called Industrial Light and Magic. And one whole episode is about like the early morphing technology and how that was like the one of the earliest uses of digital effects and, and where they used it was in Willow, where the, the yeah. I think the witch turns Willow. into like an ost- ostrich and a goat and everything. <laughs> Yeah, and like they were like they show like some prototypes of like you know who was morphing before that and what else and like that blew people's freaking minds. Yeah, I think it was so Willow, and then I think the next big appearance was in the uh, Michael Jackson video for Black or White. What does he morph into? Uh, it's it's just all the all whole, yeah all different people. Oh, I remember that. People's faces. That's right, and it just constantly morphs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they're all lip syncing to the song. And that uh, the doc is just called Light and Magic. Yes. And it's fantastic. So good. They review the 3DO version of Out of This World, which they said is perfectly fine. But at this point, this game had been on every other platform. So uh, it's a case of been there, done that for many gamers. Why well, play it on the 3DO, though? Ugh. I mean, yeah. It, it was an Amiga I, game. And then I, I played it on Super Nintendo. Really? Yeah, I I missed this one. Look at the. Uh, I mean, I, I know, it, but look at the bottom. It has like a tip about yeah, something they, that must they laid be really out the annoying. whole level. Yeah, yeah, love it. And then you're never gonna believe what this is an ad for. Uh, there are nine thousand four hundred sixty-two nerve endings in the human body, and there's a sort of like medical diagram of that. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and it's an works. ad from Philips CDI. Cool. Oh, man. <laughs> this is why, why waste them on love connection? Most of what's on TV can be summed up in one word. Lobotomy. I mean, again, <laughs> they, they're not showing these games I at know, all. I know. There's three games that are shown. One called Burn Cycle. It's a, it says it's a live action video computer hybrid. But you can't tell anything from this live, real photo of actors. And then there's a game called Little Devil, and there's just a, a drawing of like a devil, a cartoon devil. Why do we? And then Mutant not Rampage. Doing anything to sell the read. Yeah. Mutant Rampage colon Body Slams, which is a great name. Yeah. I don't know why I need to add the Body Slam. It, it, it seems to be a fighting game, but also that looks just like a bull shot. Can't tell what's happening. And hmm. it's at the bottom, it says, now for a mere $300, you can introduce your nervous system to the new Magnavox 450 CDI player. Look how crappy it looks, too. Yeah. Crappy console. They reviewed Seventh Guest on the <laughs> Philips CDI. Guess. Oh, I didn't know this and, got a port to CDI. And it got a great, and it got a great score. Yeah, everybody liked that, liked that game at the time. It was a Mac exclusive, I thought, though, so it's surprising to see that port. Didn't it hit Super Nintendo? No, it couldn't have. I don't know, but I think it might have been on Sega CD. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. They reviewed Bonk 3, Bonk's Big Adventure for the Turbo Duo, which had already been oh. out... For the TurboGrafx 16, this would be the CD version of this game. It looks very retro. I wonder if they had. To, I wonder if they tried really hard to like represent every platform at least once in every issue. You know? Yeah. You get that one I mean, CDI like, review. Yeah. If like if you're a duo owner and you buy this issue, like this is the one page with like a game <laughs> on it. Uh, this game is great though. All the bonk game, bonk games are great. No, nothing, nothing can prepare you. September the hype. The hype of that goddamn Mortal Kombat dragon and like the yeah, dude screaming right. Mortal Kombat and yeah. the song and like it was crazy back then. I know. All the, the way through like like in the trilogy and like and then I've never seen like a faster fall off from like Mortal Kombat one, two and three and like ultimate edition of three and then four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like four is so bad. It's crazy that the home ports were done by Acclaim. That, and this is probably I mean, it's got to be some of the best work Acclaim ever did, right? Yeah, are the most notable. Yeah. yeah. That and Wizards and then, Warriors. That was, was that a claim? Because it was rare. Yeah, a claim for some reason published that. And then there's an ad for a 3DO fighting game called Way of the Warrior mm-hmm. with their own digitized graphics. So there's also yes. that. If you're only at a 3DO and you're, you weren't getting Mortal Kombat 2 in September. And it's right next to the Mortal Kombat ad. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ad for this one would be anything. Anything can prepare you. <laughs> uh, this is an ad for the Aura Interactor virtual reality gameware coming September 5th. It's just a, a close up on this guy's shoulder that says you're on his court in his paint, way too close to his rebound. This is, this is like a haptic vest that you would wear, and it didn't end up coming out. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was one of those virtual reality like, gameware. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, and haptic, like- haptic vests coming back for Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm ready. Yeah. What? Bring it back. Role players realm. This is a part of the magazine where the role playing games go. Cool. They've got <laughs> I have the Beholder for Sega CD and Super Nintendo. I think they like the Sega CD one a lot more. Dungeon Crawler. Yeah, yeah it's a classic. Then Ultima Runes of Virtue on Super Nintendo, which from these screenshots looks awful. Yeah, it look. I've I, never even I've never heard of this. Is it's terrible. like a weird console spinoff of Ultima? But they liked. They gave it. Uh, good score, but like it doesn't look like a Super Nintendo game in the screens. 
Uh, future fantasies. They have. Uh, oh, this is another oh. one. Fantasy Star Four. They say it's for the Super Nintendo. What? Oh, it's, it's, no, it's not. Yeah, it, no, it's That's not. <laughs> Final have, Fantasy? Question yeah. mark. Mm-hmm. And then they have they they for the Sega CD, which is uh, one of those RPGs at the time that had a lot of anime cutscenes in it. I think like like Lunar did that a lot. I would have yeah, been so. And, yeah, we've talked. We've t- I talked about this when we flip through these old magazines of like sometimes like no, there's no one in 2023 talking about like they for the Sega CD. But then like <laughs> certain stuff like punches through like people still talk about Lunar, like not that it's some big hot franchise, but it's like it's remembered. Right. And yeah. and sometimes there doesn't really seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason for like why one game carries forward a couple decades and another doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really know much about like like I've played through multiple East games, but that also stands out to me as how is that game still getting numbered sequels in the year 2023? <laughs> like, it's, that's nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they have Shining Force 2. It's not a review oh, yeah. it's a preview, but oh, my God, I recently started playing this again and it is so good. I really? love this game so much. Turn based awesome. strategy. It's got so much character and personality. I love the battle scenes. I love the, the art that you see in the battle scenes when the camera's behind your character and you got the monster in front of you. And then I love the, they do such a cool, clever thing with the gameplay where you earn every character earns experience points when they attack, but you earn a lot more if you deal the killing blow. Oh yeah. yeah. So you want to use your high level units to weaken the enemies and then yep. get your low level units in there to defeat them. And then that's like fire, up. fire emblem always had that kind of juggle before they made it fire emblem very easy. And they, they added sure. that in final fantasy tactics too. Mm. Yeah. See, that's, that's the just, game I, this is a Game Gear it. port. That well, no, there's two games here. On oh, the left okay. is the Game Gear, and sort then of. the Genesis is. So there's Force a too. whole other Shining Force for Game Gear. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, and it's good. And then here we are again, Breath of Fire. At the bottom, it says by SquareSoft. Hmm. Bizarre. Color it's me not confused. Game Pro products. They have the official Power Play guide for Sonic the Hedgehog three. Secret of Mana, Official Game Secrets, and then Sega Genesis and Sega CD Secrets Volume 5. So I I, I've just, seen, these are strategy guides. I, I've seen yeah. the, the, the bottom one. There's a bunch of different ones in that Secret series. Um, and I have a bunch of them. I've never seen a strategy guide in print for Secret of Mana. I got to look that up, and I don't know why anybody won't want for free, but it's really cool. I, I never saw those those Mana and, uh, and Mana and, and Hedgehog ones. Those look great. But Game Pro products, Justin, you see me, they're just selling these like, like not unlike the IGN store. Like they didn't actually like write and produce these. No, I think they did. I think these are published by them because they're a publishing house. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess so. Yeah. But just like Sonic one says it has 4,000 screenshots. Yeah. I'm just about the official guides for Sonic three and secret of mana came from game pro. Yeah. Maybe that's not that weird. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know why I left this one in. An ad for the Jetsons on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole um, strategy guide for Super Metroid. They lay out almost all the levels here, and then they oh, those show are great maps. Ending what? screens, of dude. Samus here. You, oh wow! But like, you want to talk about like we get like if you structure your headline slightly wrong, everyone loses their mind over spoilers now. <laughs> and now I right know. here, it's just like here's the end of the game. Yeah, in, two, in two pages, you get through the entire game, and here's what the ending looks like. That those were different times. Yep. Yeah. They show they show all the bosses, and this is why I will never think bosses are spoilers. It's ridiculous. Step step nine, mother brain. But like, it's spoiling like the whole like the end of that game has this whole dramatic thing with like the Metroid, and it comes back. Now I'm going to spoil it, but like 
They're just like, it's just all out there in the open. And nobody cared. I, I remember the most ridiculous spoiler that my team got in trouble for was for Dark Souls 2. This is a long time ago, right? For Dark Souls 2, they uh, had said, here's how you beat the, this boss in a you know video and probably an article. And it was the boss name, not a picture of the boss, the boss name. Everybody's like, oh, I don't want to know the name of the boss. And it was like, it was like, you know, you know, it was like, it was stupid. It was like, you know, Count Bonesula or something like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it was just completely stupid. Like, you couldn't take anything away from the name. Everybody's like, and then like somebody had to like, like be like in the office. It's like, yeah, yeah. Dark Souls fans, are they're, they're going crazy about discovering bosses on their own. And, and they all speculate. Once they like hear the name and they get, I'm like, what is happening? How is this possible? <laughs> so, yeah. There, there is a very real, like, I don't want to be too disrespectful for like, you know, it's a real, it's a minefield online of like, if you haven't played something yet and you see a YouTube thumbnail and you're like, great, now it's ruined. And yep. like, I'm not going to claim that IGN's never gotten that balance wrong. We try really hard. So the yeah. audience should know uh, yeah. that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I did just want to vocalize that, but yeah. like in general, like the idea of like the game as bosses, like this, this, this stuff is on a sliding scale. <laughs> and just remember back in this 1994 issue of GamePro, they said, here's the end of Super Metroid. The game's been out a month. Yep. None of you have played it. And the secret endings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the secret endings. Uh, yeah. Another example of this um, is that my, my son has been interested in uh, Tears of the Kingdom as I mentioned recently and he's been watching some gameplay videos on youtube what about There's the blood playing. man yeah he's he's a little bit okay with it now he's 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 accepting the blood <laughs> man. okay but i like i definitely i keep an eye on like what he's watching make sure it's okay and he was just watching gameplay of of someone playing tears of the kingdom but every time link would come to a treasure chest it would like skip it to not show the viewer what was in the chest uh. i guess <laughs> like that's a spoiler oh i don't know i thought you were wow. gonna say oh wow just what you're you're not strong enough to fight ganon dad i don't want to know the last boss of the zelda game Jeez. Yeah. wow i've never heard of that yeah show, yeah show me how to get to these things but just show me what's in them is like totally totally i can see people wanting that but yeah. it's just it's a weird one here in game pro labs a player's guide to power peripherals return of the nes Everyone knows that 8-bit video games are still around, but for how long? Can Nintendo sustain the market, even though Sega gave up on their 8-bit systems a while back? Well, 50 million consumers hope so, because that's approximately how many own the NES, according to Nintendo. But how many own the unit, how many own the unit and have it stashed somewhere in the attic? Well, innovation, thanks the 8-bit systems, have some life left in them and is introducing the Super 8 converter. Wow. Uh, I checked. You can buy this on eBay right now for 300 bucks. It is a converter wow, that came attaches out, huh? onto the top of your Super Nintendo, and you can just play your NES carts on it. That's that, pretty cool. Wait, that's pretty so cool. Wait, wait, wait. It's a thing that like you Voltron on to your Super Nintendo, and you can plug NES carts into it, and yeah. they just play? I mean, yeah. it's shocking so it's, that wait, Nintendo never ended up doing that. I mean, but, yeah. I, there, that there was a bunch of like you know in Akihabara there was just a bunch of different peripherals like that where you can rip games onto different cartridges you yeah. can up adjust save files and things like that um, yep it's nuts and then they show a mouse peripheral for the Genesis which is crazy they said I I can't imagine what using a mouse on a Genesis would be like but it says so far mm-hmm. the games supporting it are the Incredible Machine Nobunaga's Ambition Fun and Games and My Paint. Yeah, it'd be cool for like games like Lemmings or Nobunaga's Ambition or whatever. I mean, that that makes sense. But this even the Super Nintendo mouse like wasn't used very widely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And in their buyers beware section, someone wrote it to say, "I bought the Horde for 3DO. That's the Kirk Cameron game. 
And whenever I save the game, it erases all my previous games. It doesn't prompt me to delete old files. And even if there's space, it deletes previous files. Why is this? And the answer is a joint message from Crystal Dynamics and 3DO, the companies. It says, Crystal Dynamics and the 3DO company would like to clarify information circulating online in 1994 about the save game feature of The Horde. The Horde cleans out the SRAM whenever a player saves a Horde game. This feature is designed to ensure that players can always play and save the Horde games, even when SRAM is full. The effect of this feature is to erase the entire save game area. A new revision of the game is now available. Oof. Crystal Dynamics is completing a patch that will allow players to save up to a maximum of four Horde games. Blah, blah, blah. So gamers who would prefer to save fewer games in exchange for less strain, blah, 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 can uh, trade in their current copy of the Horde for the patched version. Please oh call Crystal Dynamics customer service as this patch may not be available at your retailer. Wow. Huh. This is how they were solving this issue in 1994. There was somebody, there, there was some executive, some business person at Crystal Dynamics and 3DO that like this ruined like their entire like six months of their yeah. life right like and now it, now we just make a goof about it and move on and games like nobody nobody cares don't worry about it so much and who says games didn't get patched back then yeah what's the what's the game genie complaint uh i just oh, bought a genesis game genie and the code book that came with it only has old codes and then they got dave tilbert of galoob toys the maker of game genie to respond so this is actually a cool service that game pro was doing back in the day uh, Galoob just said, sometimes the Game Genie will sit on store shelves for long periods of time and the code books become outdated. Call the Game Genie helpline, printed in the manual. Uh, when you call or write, mention that you saw this article in GamePro and we'll make it a priority to get you an addendum. I mean, book. that's super cool. It probably costs yeah. a little bit, but it's really neat that you could buy Maybe those. you pay for shipping and books. handling or whatever. But I, a Game Genie never really crossed over with me looking up uh, Game Genie codes on the internet, which is weird. I remember them being an EGM. EGM would have new codes for games like Final Fantasy 3, which didn't have them in the book. And then uh, um, there was like a, I, a friend of mine had the addendum, though. I wish I had them now. It's like you, you could get those books expanded. It was really cool. And then in Overseas Prospects, uh, they, they cover how the, the Super Game Boy had just been released in Japan. And they show up two games, Tetris Flash and Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 94, which is an 11 out of 10. The, the bitchiness of that game is just <laughs> unbelievable. The bitchiness of the mm-hmm. gameplay. And then Tetris Flash is Tetris 2. They call it Tetris Flash in Japan. Mm-hmm. That game kind of sucks. I learned how to play it, though. Uh, short pro shots, quick hits on the newest games. What, what did I want to call it here? Oh, they just uh, Contra Hardcore, which is like, Hell yeah. Okay. I feel like they probably should have given that game a full review. It says at the bottom, a Game Boy version should arrive soon. It won't. <laughs> um, Sam, have you played on the Super Nintendo Star Trek Starfleet Academy, the Starship Bridge Simulator? Hmm. No, I've played TNG, which was on NES also, but I've never played that one. That graphics look amazing in what they're showing there. They look very cool, yeah. Pac-Man 2, that's the one that yeah. is like a weird point-and-click game. And then for the it's 3DO... side-scrolling point. Yeah. For the 3DO, they have Dennis Miller. That's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> so this game, it says it's not a game, but rather a twisted collection of more than 200 digital video clips paired with Miller's witty commentary. I don't <laughs> understand. And unless you are a blithering idiot, you would pick that game. <laughs> <laughs> or these other consoles. 
What did they have in, uh, oh yeah, in Pro News, Sony Corporation of America has created a new division called Sony Computer Entertainment of America. Wow. Launches PlayStation oh. in the United States. And I love this. According to Sony, PlayStation boasts a dedicated 32-bit RISC CPU, multiple processors, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Sony has also indicated that the PlayStation is capable of 3D computer graphics, and the background will change according to the player's viewing angle. What? <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's like, no shit. But, I mean, were, people, <laughs> were people this, they just hadn't ever experienced any 3D game yet at this point? That's great. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Uh, also, a specific call out of full frame video at 30 frames per second, which is I mean, kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, I don't remember. Oh, this whole section's to. amazing. Yeah. Look at all this fitness oh. crap. Oh, yeah. This is real. Uh, Nintendo uh, Life Fitness, makers of the popular Life Cycle exercise equipment, and Nintendo are working on the Life Fitness Exertainment System. And this uh, this came out. It's a Super Nintendo peripheral. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they have casting news on the Street Fighter 2 movie. They have that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme will be Guile. Raul Julia will be Bison. So on and so on. Wow. And we end with uh, there's a f- the back cover ad is wow. for uh, Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage. Huge, huge advertising campaign for this. Definitely love this game and bought the entire crossover comic book series which was across all of the spider-man and a few other marvel comics at the time limited edition red cartridge yeah did it, it, it was only ever it was like come? such a in the did red cartridge did it only yeah. ever come i've in only seen in the red cartridge and here it I says it's yeah. green jelly doing the soundtrack but they changed their name uh Here's they were green jello, green jello. What a like, what a like, you know, so Venom was like the coolest thing on the goddamn planet. And then Marvel Comics somehow like made the like, no, nah, we're going to make <laughs> an even cooler, like more badass Venom. And there's going to be a bunch of tie in video games and other stuff. And like, you know, it totally worked. Oh, yeah. Imagine, confirmed. Yeah. Imagine being like 11 years old and trying to like resist this. I know. Impossible. <laughs> it was absolutely impossible. Possible. Also, they got Spider Man and Venom in the title of this. It's Spider Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, that was the August 1994 issue of Game Pro. I hope I had fun. I, I I don't know about you guys. I hope Scoop Nation had fun. That with was that. fun. That brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Doctor Gamer mm. in an undisclosed location. Mister Doctor. Mister Doctor Gamer. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. Maybe it's Mrs. Dr. Gamer. I don't want to assume. Let the questioning begin. Could this game have appeared in that 1994 issue of Game Pro Magazine? No. Is this game from the 70s, 80s, or 90s? No. Okay. Well, Nick, that's a little bit like, we already know that would have only given us 95 to 99. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, it could have appeared in the Game Pro. Uh, is this from 2015 or after? Yes. Is this game on the Nintendo Switch? No. Is it a platform exclusive? Um, for the, for, uh, I mean, no. Let's just say no. Nope. That was confusing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> maybe so maybe it was. It's not. Maybe it was and now it's not. Or who knows what. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Was this game made in Japan? No. 
Could I play this game on my PlayStation 4? No. What about my uh, Xbox One? <laughs> no. Well, why? Why, why couldn't you? <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So this game came out after 2015. It's multi-platform, but it's not on the Xbox One, PS4, or Switch. Yeah, so it could be just a PS5 exclusive or PC or something crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, but not exclusive. So maybe it's just a just a fancy game that's on like PS5 and Xbox, but can't be on. Yeah, is this a only current gen system game? Yes. Cool. Hey, that's not many games. No, it really isn't, and it's multi-platform. I mean, that would like maybe like a Sony Computer Entertainment of America PS5 and PC port. Maybe it could be Final Fantasy is, 16. Is this game playable on more than one home console? No, that's ah. 10. Is yeah. this game developed? Uh, is it it's a Japanese game. By... Sorry, to review, was it a Japanese game? No, it's not, not a Japanese okay, game. Okay, so it's not going to be Final Fantasy. Mm. Maybe it's like an Insomniac game because they got a ton of PS5 and PC games. Right. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, or but so many of those are PlayStation exclusives. That's what's a little confusing to me. You got but Days Gone. You got Spider Man, Miles Morales. No, but we clarified that. Like, it's not playable oh, on yeah, more yeah. than one home console. But it could but be. It could it still be published by Sony if we ask that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this yeah, a like Sony published game? No. Oh, oh man. Weird. Because that, I mean, you're right, Justin, like that accounts for like so many of them. So it's like, what's going on here? So, so it's after 2015, but that's still, that's still last gen. So it could be, could be something that could be Wii U and something else. Technically could be handheld. Could it be an indie game? Well, no, he said it was on modern hardware though. Like current gen stuff. Only. No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's only on this modern generation of hardware. Oh, that's right. I forgot we did narrow that down. So, okay. I mean, there's there's fewer Xbox games that are that mm-hmm. meet this criteria, but there's some. You know, it's like Halo Maybe Infinite, it's like a, like like a Game Pass PC Game Pass kind of crossover. Yeah, right. Is the home console that this game appears on the Xbox Series X? Not at this time. I don't. I don't know what that means. I <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs> find that deeply confusing. I don't I don't I don't care for that. This is a, a lot of like <laughs> game release trivia data that we have. Is this an indie game? Mm, no. Man. What do you mean not at this time? <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't get it. Wait, so to clarify, do we know if it's on PS5? No, I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. I forgot I like I'm completely Where are we at, Nick? flipped up. No, I think I think we're all on the same page right now. We don't really know. I'm kind of confused. Well, we, we know honestly. it's we know it's on multiple systems. It's on a next gen system, but it's not on the PS5 yet. So it sounds like it's coming to PS5, but it's only on. What did you ask about Series what? X? Yes, if it's on Series X, and he said not, not at this not time. At this time. Sorry. So, so so okay. So that's right. So it's probably on. You know what? Maybe it could be, you know, it could be Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. If Dame is be. trying to pull a sneaky, mm-hmm. something brand new, something that just came out. Yeah. And that was kind of an accidental PlayStation exclusive because of the, the release window. Did this game come out this year? 
Yes. Ah, so that explains the console. It's coming. It's it's still its rollout yeah. is ongoing. Yeah. How many, how many questions we at now? You've asked fourteen questions. Oh, we're doing all right. And it's so it's not um and it's not made in Japan. Uh, I believe Baldur's I mean, so, Gate's in Belgium. So yeah, cool. All really? Is it? It's Belgium. So there's, you know, Larian there's Di- is in Belgium. I think I there's Diablo know. Four. I don't did that. Is that on consoles? I only think about it as a PC game. That is it's on, not on consoles. everything, right? Okay. But it's, I mean, I mean, Baldur's Gate is probably the answer because it's not on Xbox right now. Is this a is this a role playing game? Yes, that's fifteen. Uh, is it developed by Larian Studios? Yes. Hey, is it Baldur's Gate 3? <laughs> yes, it's Baldur's Gate 3. Excellent. <laughs> we got out that through a weird back door. That was really, Ooh. really, really good, y'all. Yeah. We'll be out. We'll be on PS5 in just a couple weeks. And then they're working on the Xbox version, but it's TBA. Man, what a game. Yeah. You playing you it? Playing it? Yeah, I've, I've been kind of playing it nonstop, and it's kind of a problem. Because <laughs> my, my, my PC gets really hot, and I don't really get good AC in my room, so I just get yeah. really sweaty before the game. <laughs> yeah, hard hard same. I just, like, my PC is so loud. It sounds like a jet engine when I'm playing it, but I just put my headphones on, and then it's not, a, not my problem anymore. <laughs> we just published some tips for uh, uh, playing it on Steam Deck, and uh, it's kind of interesting because, like, y- you can, it's verified now, and that's great. Like, it, apparently it's a great Steam Deck game, but we uh, we were talking about how, like, you can actually crank the settings, uh, you know, when you're outside of a town. But if you're in a town, you should change them, and it's just like, <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Like, you know, like, it's annoying, and, like, I think it's also kind of, like, like, you know, kind of silly but i just that was interesting deck option. if anyone a so it's two things i think i'm hoping damon will talk about this more on the show next week but like I, I would say a i was completely sure that tears of the kingdom was my game of the year wow. nice. i am not so sure well there's three amazing it's it's, it's, an, it's an it's an amazing yes. game and b the other point i was going to make is that my GPU is a 1070 <laughs> so that's that that is that is 2017 it's six years old and I'm running the game on like high settings, no problem at all. So that's cool. I mean, nice. It's funny you mentioned Tears of the Kingdom. Baldur's Gate is a better reviewed game now. It has Tears wow. of the Kingdom has a 96 on Metacritic, and Baldur's Gate 3 is 97. Amazing. Yeah, but that's a little bit of like, I think there's only like two or three scored Baldur's Gate reviews. So, oh, okay. you know, but like, well, yeah, it'll change. It sounds like it, it your, just, your computer is handling it fine, but also you, you guys might be able to cook some food in your computer while you're running. <laughs> yeah, fry an egg on that <laughs> GPU. It's just interesting because, like, in late 2022, when we were like polling IGN staffers on like what's your the game you're most looking forward to in 2023, it was games like Zelda and Starfield or Spider-Man 2, but not not too many people were saying Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be the one. I mean, if you would ask me a couple months ago, I would have said the the long, drawn-out, multi-year-long early access period was such a huge mistake Mm -hmm. for this game. Like, I thought it was such a bad call. And it, and you know, but then you know, what the what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know shit apparently because like this, the game it feels like an exception to the rule though, yeah, right? Like yeah. 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 Also, yeah, yeah, this is this game? Happy. I mean, it sounds like this game is great and people love it. But is this all, game also benefiting from a Diablo backlash because of the season? And people are like, well, if you want to play an isometric RPG, just switch to this game. I don't think so. Pretty different. Yeah. 
different. I, I mean, I think I, this is just this is filling a void that we haven't gotten in a long time in terms of having a traditional CRPG. And mm-hmm. God, I, I don't even know how long it's been. So maybe since Divinity Original Sin Two, yeah. Larian's previous game. So like, well, and I, like this is what like I didn't I bounced off Divinity because each combat would take like forty five minutes, right? <laughs> like it was just mm-hmm. it was just slow as shit. Like you know. I love the game's reactivity and like, you know, the chance for actual genuine role play choices, but then you get into combat and it would take 30 minutes. And then sometimes I would lose and then I'd be like, well, okay. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I don't want to play this game anymore. And then like Diablo, like this game, excuse me, uh, Baldur's Gates combat is so much faster and better. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Well, I have heard that rest, when you I'll lose, you get week. set back pretty far. In this if, game, you yeah. if you don't save, if you don't save. Yeah, you just got a quick save mm-hmm. constantly. Constantly. Um, it definitely I'll, does I'll, harken back to that old peer, old era of PC game where it's like, oh, I didn't save like four hours ago. Like, oh no, this is this is this is bad. <laughs> I'll save I'll save I'll save the rest for next week. I'll save. Okay. I'm I'm really looking forward to playing I'll play the PS5 version. What's that? Mm-hmm. What about Steam Deck? Don't own one. You want to try one out? <laughs> we have some in the office. No, I'm okay. I'm gonna look up our guide and take it on the plane to Gamescom. Cool. That's a good idea. That'd be yeah, fun. Good. All right. Nicely job. Uh, well done. If viewers and listeners, if you have your uh, own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. I'll have uh, a lot to report on next week because on, on Monday, it's my son's four-year-old birthday, and we're taking him to Chuck E. Cheese, and he's Ooh. never been, and I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in decades. I'm so excited we'll, for this. We'll be interested to see what Chuck E. Cheese is like. Wow. I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll enjoy it. And then also tonight I'm going to see Keanu Reeves band. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> rocks. Yep. It will rock. I'm What's the sure. band called? Something star dog star. Dog star. Yep. They're just playing a small video right down the road venue, right down the road for me. So I'll let you know how Keanu was. He's well, slapping the bass. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Nick. Thank you to Jobert working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.